Grace and peace to you from Harvester Reformational Church in Milnerton, Cape Town, the mother city of South Africa. Founding Apostle Andre and Prophet Nola Pelser have reached almost 100 nations to date, fulfilling the great command to love and the great commission to go into all the world, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and making disciples of Jesus Christ. May God confirm the preaching of his word with signs and wonders following in your life. For free sermon notes, visit www.harvesterchurch.net and click on the sermons tab. Search for the topics you need and keep spreading the word. Remember that some of these teachings are also available on DVD from Pelser Media. So contact Apostle Aja Pelser at A-J-E-P-E-L-S-E-R at gmail.com for more information. Now, here is Apostle Aja Pelser. Let's look at the concept of faith. I want to speak about the configurations that will release the force of faith in your life. Some configurations that will release the force of faith in your life. A lot of people say they live by faith, but they don't know what it means, and they don't know how to explain it to somebody else. You might have had an experience where faith has worked for you, but you need to sometimes go and see, how did God wire that situation? Why are your thinking, your heart? What sort of mindset were you in? What did you believe? How did it work? The configuration. Are we, are we clear about what configurations are? How it's set up to work. And it's not enough for people to just say, Ah, God provided, isn't he wonderful, glory, hallelujah. How does that help somebody who's never used their faith before? You have to explain to them how faith works. Amen? Otherwise it's just like, Oh, well he's special, God always provides for that one. I don't know if it will ever happen to me, it's mystical. It's like God works in mysterious ways. When people come and testify in the old days, they used to come and say, Brothers and sisters, I didn't know how I was going to make it. And they'd always break their voice and they start crying. You know, and I said to the Lord, I'm going to use my faith. And then the Lord provided, like manna from heaven, like, you know, what, what just happened. And then you go, must I also cry like that? Then my faith will work. You're not a I don't know what to do. No, it's fine. You can call on the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. Yes. But don't you want to understand how God works? And this is where reformation comes in. Where you have apostolic perspective. Where you have prophetic insight. Where you have a trust and a relationship with God where He shows you His ways. Where He shows you how to configure your life and set up your life and wire all that you do so that His power can flow through there, so that the force of faith can flow through there. Sometimes there's a short circuit in your faith, and the power can't flow, and your faith works in reverse. And you're confessing and confessing, but it's not working, because there's something's not in place in your faith. And you keep doing it diligently, but nothing. You know, if things don't change, they stay the same. So maybe you're going to have to reform some of your inner configurations, or how you think about faith, Because you will constantly shipwreck your faith if you don't do what the Word says. If you don't change the way you operate. If you don't change some mindsets, like we talked about those poverty mindsets. You're never going to go into increase if you don't shift your thinking. Right? And uh, because I've grown up in a family that's, that's lived by faith, 
I've seen how my parents have lived by faith through the different phases we've gone through, crises we've lived through, storms that have come and gone. Amen? I've seen how it's worked, and I've seen how it's worked in my life, and we've seen how it's worked in our previous generations and in many people's lives that we work with. Now, we have a substance for our faith that's based on accurate configurations. So when people say, I have faith for something... See, Amanda, how long did it take you to study to get that tool in your basket that you said? You said you studied and you got a graduation. What degree did you get? She got a master's degree in public relations management while she was still working at the hospital, right? So that was studying night times. It took about five years for her to get to the place where she can say, I quit my job because I've got something ready to do. Now, if people come to me and say, I've got faith to quit my job, I say, well, what have you done? No, nothing. I'm just going to believe. That's presumptuous faith. It's got no substance. It's not configured right. It will shipwreck their faith. And then the church must pick them up. Ne? Do you know people like that? Yeah, yeah, it's nobody here, but you know, you tell those people. And um, it's, they come to you, Pastor, Pastor, you know, please pray, I've quit my job. I said, why don't you come to me before you quit your job? Why don't you take five years and study something? And configure it so that you can eventually leave that job and then take it f- further. Isn't that a wise way of doing it? <laughs> but no, glory, hallelujah, I've got faith. I've got, they even say, I've got peace. No, you don't, you're a liar. You've got no peace. You can't sleep at night, but you tell other people, I've got peace about this. <laughs> I don't have peace about it for you. Nobody else has peace about your decision. You're making a presumptuous decision. It's not faith. It's vain hope. It's got no substance. It's got no anchor. So, so when people talk about things and change and things like that, I say, okay, let's prepare for that change. Let's talk apostolically about it. Let's zoom out a little bit. You're excited about something. There's a new idea, that's great, but how have you prepared for it? Have you checked it out? Are there other wise counselors that you can consult to wage your war? Because if you don't have it, be careful. Your faith won't work. Then you can't blame God and other And this is where a lot of Christians backslide. They've operated in faith, but they've shipwrecked their faith. Then they blame God, the church, and Christians, and everybody else except themselves. You know, it's nice to point the finger. But you know, you're going to take that finger and you're going to... No, but it was that deal that went sour. No, but it was this. It's a, just point it there and take the punishment and say, it was my fault. I did it my way. Yeah, That's why you're in such trouble. Frank Sinatra was a very frustrated man. The, the, uh, uh, they've read transcripts of phone calls with the mafia where they tell him to sing. And they tell him on the phone, tell that man to shut up and sing. They owned him. He didn't do it his way. <laughs> read about his life. Not a nice life. But great voice. So when you do these things, you need to configure your faith. I'm going to give you some keywords here that will help your configurations. 
You can write all of them down and then we'll, we'll, we don't have time to go through all of them. I'll, I'll post these notes for you. Share it through the households and on the internet, harvestchurch.net. And um, then you can go and study it further for your life and check your own configurations and do little tests on those configurations and see if the electricity flows. When I was praying for Sean today, I saw a spark. It's like God's going to ignite and spark. And I, there's an idea in his, in his heart. And he's a very capable man in many, on many levels. But there's, there's ideas that are dormant and it needed reconnecting. And maybe today's message is going to reconnect and spark that. That's what I saw. And it'll, the power will flow. The force of faith will flow if you've reconnected those things in your heart with the Lord. And um, you'll see. God will prosper it. So here's some key words here or some configurations. Let's look at fruit, first of all. And I'm just going to mention the key words to you, okay? Fruit, trust, spirit, healing, new, now, name, Patience, love, and act. I'll say it again. Fruit, trust, spirit, healing, new, now, name, patience, love, and act. So first of all, faith is a fruit of of the Spirit. Amen? It's alongside all those other love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. They're all fruit of the Spirit. Right? God cultivates faith in your heart, but you need to sow faith to reap faith. You need to start releasing your faith in an area and releasing it continually in that area like a farmer sows his land Expecting a harvest. The problem with, uh, with people believing God sometimes is that they sow a seed, they water it, and then they dig it up to see if it's grown. Yeah? See, the, the thing that couples with faith is patience. So Apostle Andre said in one of his Gifts and Functions classes, have you been watching the, the Miracle Bible Training Center channel? You can go to Bible school for free now. It, it hurts us a bit financially, but you can watch it for free. Um, all those channels are there for you, and the Gifts and Functions one is especially good with Apostle Andre teaching on all the spirit, gifts of the Spirit. Incredible stuff. One of the things he said last week was um, that... Patience puts your faith out in the field like a worker for it to bring back what you sent it out to do. Patience puts your faith out in the field like a worker to bring back what you sent it to do. To fetch. How long did Abraham wait for his promised son? Sunday School 101. How long did Abraham wait for God to give him his promised son, Isaac? Eh? Yeah, 24 years. Yeah, yeah, 24 years. 
We had a wonderful message by Prophet Francois the one day at the prophetic school. You can get those things also for free. Uh, so we, we recorded it, so Chantal got her on the phone and you can get the, 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 the audio of that. We spoke about Rachel and Leah. Wonderful message for us because he, he spoke it at our church venue where we've been laboring for more or less 14 years to get that building up there. And the first seven years, you know, weren't easy. And then he had to work another seven years to get Rachel. Rachel is the one you always want. Rachel is the, your fully, full dream, everything beautiful the way you want it. Leah is not exactly what you asked for. Not the pretty one. But Leah bore a lot of fruit and she, she had most of the children. So the, the nation of Israel comes mostly from Leah and, and uh, Joseph, the dreamer, came from Rachel. So the dream that you want, the fruit of that dream, Jacob had to work 14 years and suffer. But in that time, God increased him, increased his influence, dealt with his character, prepared him to meet his brother and deal with those things. God deals with things while you're waiting for your dream to come to pass and patience then has its perfect work in you that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing and then the faith achieves what you sent it out to achieve. So we, just, we tend to just get excited when we get what we've asked for instead of seeing what God's doing on the way there. Life's a journey. Enjoy the ride. I was so pleased to phone uh, teacher Neil last, last week. I phoned teacher Neil and he, I said, Teacher Neil, don't you want to do the wedding? We had a wedding here last week. Don't you want to do the wedding? He says, uh, I'm driving now. I said, I know where you're driving. You're on, the, you're on the garden route because I've been watching you guys drink coffee on the, on the Instagram. And then I, I understood that Ryan's with him as well. So I said, tell Ryan I'll say hello. And they enjoyed the journey. They had to do something. There was a family issue. They had to go sort out across, across the country. But the two brothers decided to, to enjoy it. Did you enjoy it? Was it lacquer? It's better than driving alone. Yeah. They have a, a boot with you on the road. And they've done this a few times for each other, for other people, for Billy, and people who got stuck next to the road. Or we, we, it's, it's so wonderful to enjoy the journey with somebody on their way to their dream. Because once you get the dream, it's like, okay, what's next? You know, you finally got the dream. Okay, great. Now, now let's dream something else. And it's very short-lived, the realization of a dream. It's great. It's wonderful. But then you've been frustrated up to that time. Don't allow things to frustrate the grace of God and the faith of God in your life. God's busy doing something. Look at how far you've come. Look at the character that God's developed in your life. No time is wasted in God. We think it's a waste. No time is wasted in God. When I, when I gave up my cricket to come into ministry, my old coach said to me, what a waste. I met him at Newlands. We were watching cricket there at, at the New Year's test. AJ, what are you doing now? Now I'm working for the Lord. Instead of patting me on the back or saying, hey man, that's great. You're doing something for God's kingdom. Ah, what a waste. Just walked away. 
A few years later, he phoned me and said, don't you want to coach kids? Same guy. You don't need to apply for the job, you got it. You must just come and sign papers. Coached there for many years, learned a lot, witnessed a lot of kids. It wasn't a waste. Eventually, he wrote a letter for me. Aja, about his coaching, and he says uh, so he's had a positive influence on the children, and I recommend him, and he wrote me a letter of recommendation. I got other jobs with that recommendation. God took his judgment against me and turned it into a blessing. It wasn't a waste. I took him for lunch, witnessed him, asked him to give his heart to the Lord. He had to think about it a little bit. Did a lot of no- lovely things. I've ministered across the country. The, that school paid for my airfares. I'll take a tour. Then I'll go and preach in the evening after the, I've been standing umpire all day. And then I'll go and preach in Harvester Pretoria and other places like that. They fetch me at the boarding house with the boys. Where's AJ? I know he's just, he's just getting clean after the, after the day. And uh, what's he doing in the boarding house? No, he's looking after the boys. <laughs> boys, I'm going to church. Don't break the place down. <laughs> oh my gosh. What you don't do to do what you have to do. Huh? But uh, praise the Lord. He used that. And nothing's ever a waste. And now, now that I'm involved with, with coaching lives, I, I, I've learned so much through, through sport. Nothing's a waste. Amen. Those companies that you've tried and failed, they've, they've exploded in your face. And things that you've tried and you feel, oh, I've wasted so much money. I've wasted so much time and effort. It's all school fees, man. Amen. You can celebrate that you've invested in learning how not to do something. You would not have known that that's the wrong way if you didn't fail. I feel like a failure on many fronts, often. I feel like I've tried this and I've tried that and I've tried witnessing to this one, tried that. You're not a failure. You're just paying school fees. You're learning how not to do it. Thomas Edison, 999 times, he tried different things to make a light bulb work. Eh? What if he'd given up on 998 <laughs> It's like Victor Borgi, the comedian that Dr. Sachs used to enjoy. Victor Borgi says, my father was an inventor and he invented a soft drink called 4-Up. But people didn't like it, so he tried again and he called it 5-Up. But also that didn't work. And then he decided to do it once more and he went for 6-Up. But that was also a failure. And then he died and he didn't know how close he got. To seven up. <laughs> it's so typical. Every one of us has got a story like that. I tried this, it didn't work. Hey, keep going, you know what? I, I hear the Holy Spirit saying this to me through the lockdown, okay? Just keep doing what you're doing. It's like a whisper. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep at it. Stay diligent. Don't give up. Don't stagnate. Go forward, go forward, go forward. Buy another brick for your building. Go and pull out another weed. Paint the fence. Do something. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Can you hear God speak to you now? God's Spirit is so powerful. It's a force of faith. If you configure it, 
to understand how it works, it will not disappoint you. You must believe that God exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. It's, so, it's such a blessing to Chantal and I to say to people, you know what, Sunday is full, hey? You have to book for next week. People want to come to church. People want to serve God. They're so diligent. We're like, hey Chantal, we're like, wow, man, look at these people. They're so hungry for God. God blesses that. Huh? God looks, His eyes scan the earth looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and truth. There was a wonderful moment in worship today where the things broke through in your thinking. Things broke through in your spirit and your faith and God started lifting yokes off you. The anointing is here to break those yokes in your life. Amen. You are sowing towards the Spirit this morning by just being here and focusing on these things. The fruit of the Spirit there. Trust. Let's look at faith as trust. The, the Greek word for faith is pistis. It means persuasion. It means a moral conviction. You are convicted of God's character, of His truth. You can rely on Christ for your salvation. There's a fidelity in God that faith encompasses. Your relationship with God over the years has developed such a trust that when God speaks, you trust that that is the truth and the belief and faith works as a result. Faith comes from a place of trust. If you don't trust God, your faith can't work. You must trust that He is your Father and it's His good pleasure to give you the kingdom. My, my son's chair broke. He's busy finishing his last subject in school. It's been postponed. It's been very frustrating for him. But he's, he's working through all that and the Lord's helping him and we've got, we've got help. But he's, you know, he's, he's managed to survive lockdown with his parents in the house and he's done a good job. Every now and then we kick soccer balls to let it all out. So his chair broke and we're like, you know, it's not a good time of the month for a chair to break. You know, there's good times in the month for chairs to break, Billy, and then there's not such good times. Remember the red light, green light, yellow light situations? <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's lotion. The light's not even on. <laughs> and, and you know what he did? He didn't say a word. He just put the chair in the, in the doorway where you come in, like in the front of the house. He just, he didn't even throw it out. He just wheeled, he had to work, you know, he's busy with maths and stuff. He wheels his chair out, puts it in the front of the house, and I hope he doesn't mind me telling the story. And then he took another chair and went back to work as if nothing happened. And I watched this. And I looked at my account, and I looked at the chair, and I looked at the Lord, and I looked at me. And the Lord said to me, don't worry, go buy him a chair so you can see how the Father knows what he needs before he asks. So this, this is a lesson that's going to cost me. Go to macro. <laughs> see, macro can also help us, you know, with our building. Thank you, macro. And... Um, and I get there and, and I sit on a few different chairs and I, you know how your mind goes, price, you know, first go to Cash Crusaders. Now the chair that, he, that broke was already a Cash Crusaders chair, alright? God said to me, G 
get him a new one. Yes. I can't phone my parents for this one. This is on me. You know? They say, okay, get him the best one. Because God wants what is best for you. How are you going to teach your kids this if they never see it? Okay. They go, go in there. I know exactly what, what I need to get. I get the one that had a good reduced price on it. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who to thank for that. But yes. Bring, and, I, and I kept absolute quiet. And I, I, I actually put the chair together myself, which some of the guys will think is amazing. But I actually put it together myself with a tool. And uh, it actually worked. And that was quite an accomplishment for me. It took me at least <laughs> longer than you. And um, just kept quiet. So, and then I, I wheeled the chair past his door. I opened his door and then I, I didn't say, I say anything. I just wheeled the chair past his door. And he looked and he, he saw it and it was good. Like creation, you know. <laughs> and he'd been having back problems with this thing. But here's, here's also a good news story here. One of the levers was just loose. But it wasn't the right one for me. He, he needs a tall back because the back and he's a big guy. Guess who else needed a chair? Thank you, Zoe. You know my family. Zoe also needs a chair. She's also working on a computer. Guess who got his chair? I just fixed it. Now both of them have a chair. She was sitting on a hard thing, you know, that, that she was complaining about too. Yeah? So we got two for one. And then, thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. I got a lot of thanks, Dad. Yeah? But they have to see that God knows what they need before they ask or think about it. God knows what you need before you ask or think about it. And He's already configured your faith to receive it. And things will come across your path and you'll go, you know what, I was thinking about that. Amen? And she spoke about faith. She didn't know I was going to preach on faith, did you? You didn't have a scribe channel with me. You know. So faith is an assurance that God will keep His word. That he is a rewarder if you diligently seek him. Do you trust God? That's the question. Not, do I have faith? Sometimes our emphasis is too much on what we think our faith is. And too little on what God actually is. Because your faith is in him. Christians sometimes say, my faith, my faith. Where does it come from? What is it based on? The configuration is... There's a trust relationship that's been built over time that the devil can't make you doubt anymore. Because God has come through so many times that you now know he's your dad. That you'll wheel a chair in for you. Maybe you need a car, you'll wheel a car in for you guys. Huh? People in the church need a car. We, we, we share our cars in the church. Before they ask, because God speaking to us. Let them have that car. That's it. That's how we work now. That's how we roll. Amen? And then they fetch other people for church as well. You know, that's the deal. <laughs> Give a tithe of your, of your car to, to, to God, then you can drive the thing. Okay? <laughs> Amen? 
And uh, like the name of Jesus, I'll just bounce there quickly just to finish today. But you, I'd like to go through some of the other points as well when we have time. But the important thing about the force of faith here, the configuration, is it comes through him. It comes through Jesus, through the name of Jesus. Last week we mentioned the name of Jesus. Let's just go to Acts three, sixteen, and we can end with this point. Um, try to get at least three points done today. But there's so many good stories of faith to tell so that you can understand the configurations. Now Peter and John went to pray and then a certain layman from his mother's womb was carried. They laid him daily at the gate of the temple which is called Beautiful and he asked alms from the people who entered the temple. He asked, he was begging me. And Peter and John was about to go in and um, he asked them for alms and Peter... John with Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. And Peter said, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. They knew it was that, he, that man who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And then later on they interrogate them. And then Peter and John says to them, verse 16, His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. That faith that comes through him has given him this perfect sound, has healed him. Amen? Faith and healing works together. But there's different levels of healing. He had to shift his attention from what he thought he needed to what they could give him. Do you understand that? Look at us. Silver and gold we didn't bring to prayer meeting. That's what Peter was saying. We, we had a prayer meeting now. We're not going to do business. Peter had a business. He wasn't a poor guy. How do you think he went on a three-year mission with Jesus? Have you thought about that? If I tell some of you, come on a three-year mission with me, your business must be running. And Peter left it in the hands of hired servants. I wish we could get to that place where I say to my church, hey, leave your businesses in the hands of hired servants so we can go on a three-year mission together. Why don't we get there in our thinking? Never mind two days. Then your business must be cooking. Huh? Thank you for saying amen. Thank you for saying amen. We're going to pray. Doesn't mean we're poor. We're going to pray now. They're not taking up offerings there. The prayer meeting. Look at us. And he looked at them expecting to receive something. He says, man, stop looking at physical things. I've got something inside that I want to give you. I've got a trust in Jesus' name. I walked with him. I lived with him. Huh? John understood Jesus very well. Silver and gold. But what I have, I've got faith in the name of Jesus. I've got faith that comes through Jesus, through me, to you, to give your feet and ankle bone strength. Give me a hand. And he picked him up and he started walking. Woohoo! He started praising the Lord. What happened there? John became a channel of faith for somebody. 
It came, it says, the faith which comes through him has given him this, this soundness. The, the faith that comes through Jesus, through me, to you, there you go, walk. Can you see the flow? Can you see the configuration? Can you see the connection points? It's, that, it's the name of Jesus and faith in that name of Jesus that has come a long way in your life. It saved you, it converted you. It saved you from sin. It helped you overcome addictions. It helped you overcome habits. It helped you break soul ties with people that were pulling you down. It helped you lift your consciousness to think like Jesus about your life. It helped you to become a child of God. That same faith in the name of Jesus, which comes through Him, it's going to start flowing into the other areas of your life. Pull it through. You know, sometimes when you want to lay cables at our new church, there's a place for the cables to go to the stage from the sound desk. And sound, sound people have got their own booth. You know, they're going to have air conditioning there and coffee machines and stuff. People are going to be standing queues to work in our studio. You know, I'll make sure they have lots of rusks as well. Anyway, there's a cable conduit that goes down under the, the ground and you have to pull the things through. There's a couple of... Um, wires there and we're going to have to pull them through so that you can connect to the stage right that's what God's doing he's laid the cabling for you but you've got to pull it through to where you need it now so you can make the connection does that make sense yeah. God's already planned your faith long before you were born it's called a measure of faith but you've got to pull the wires through and make the connection and connect it and make those Faith actions where you start saying, well, I'm now going to connect these wires so that the power can flow. I'm going to do this. I'm going to obey what God showed me to do by faith. And I'm going to operate by grace through faith. Just like I got saved. Just like the Lord filled me with the Spirit. Just like the Lord delivered me from things. Just like the Lord opened the first couple of doors in my life. Just like, and so on. And you take that substance and that connection and you're connected to this thing now that you're facing. Same God. Same force of faith. Same name of Jesus. Such as I have, I give to this situation now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and get built. Rise up and start your company. Rise up and get your family saved. As such as you have, you give to them. Amen? And the thing that is lame in your life will rise up and start walking. Amen. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Let's get up. Rise up. Rise up. And see that thing in your life that the devil has made lame. See it start walking and leaping and praising God. Come on. Come on. Come on. See it in the name of Jesus. Woo! Walk and leap and praise God, you lame thing. Receive strength such as I have. I give unto you in the name of Jesus. Rise up in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just thank the Lord there we are. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You've filled us with faith. We give you the glory and the honor, Lord, when we see all these things walking and leaping in our lives again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now go and do what the Lord showed you. Amen. While I was preaching, God gave you a picture, a vision. Go act on it and let us know how it goes because I'm excited for you. I can see a lot of things walking and leaping and praising God right now. Amen. God bless you. Love you very much. It's good to see you. Amen.
Have a wonderful Sunday. It's a beautiful day. Amen.